0: Episode 83 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by RelaxedDog.com. Thank you very much for finding this show. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. My guest this week is Priscilla Tang, and we have a delightful conversation reminiscing about years gone by. Uh, But first, in some doggy news, we go to Florida and early one morning Winnie the poodle and Lucy the golden doodle woke up the household barking um, because there was a, another dog in a little bit of distress swimming in the canal at the rear of their place. The uh, humans in the house rescued the other dog from the canal and when they took it to authorities it was found that the swimming dog Sophie had been missing and was quickly reunited with her family. So well done Winnie and Lucy. Staying in the States we go to Minnesota and Gracie has been credited with saving the life of her family, her human family. After a fire broke out in the early hours of the morning in their trailer, Gracie woke up the children, uh, alerting everyone, barking, and everyone was able to escape without uh, getting any injuries. Gracie's owner had to actually go back into the trailer because after alerting everyone, Gracie hid under the bed, but there was no way that she was being left behind. So well done, Gracie. And uh, now here's this week's interview. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. I am here with Priscilla Tang. How are you?
1: I'm very good, Robert. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure. So, whereabouts in the world are you?
1: I am located in Hong Kong, yeah, in the New Territories.
0: Okay, wonderful. And who are we going to talk about today?
1: I'm so excited to talk about Bobby.
0: Bobby. I think this is going to be an interesting story. Um, So, as per usual, I'm going to ask you to take us back in time to and tell us how and why you and Bobby met
1: well bobby and i met when i was around 5 years old and and at that time i was living in malaysia with my family okay bobby yep bobby is was uh, uh, Bobby came from a litter. Uh, actually, his mother was named Julie, and Julie was a guard dog in a family 10 miles back home in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where Bobby came from.
0: Then, what sort of was it like a, a rural or in the city, or what sort of area?
1: Well, uh the tin mines was located in the jungles. Mm-hmm. In in the in the state of uh in the northern state of Perak in Malaysia, and we were living about uh, about two hours drive from the tin mine. That's where baby came Bobby came from. From the tin mine, which was located in the jungles. Two hours drive from our home in Ipoh. That's the town where we lived in Ipoh. Okay. It's a tin mining town.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, because I know we were speaking before, Bobby wasn't exactly brought into your home as a as a pet, was he?
1: Oh, no, far away from that. Um, Bobby is not exactly your lap dog, but uh, he was the most intelligent, savvy, street smart, resourceful, and uh, a street fighter. He was a street fighter, very territorial. And we were living in townhouses back in Ipoh, and there would be rows of houses, uh, divided by divided by a main road. And uh, he was very territorial around a block. And nowadays people would frown on street fighters, but uh, to me he was the most heroic dog ever.
0: <laughs> so it was like he had his he had his. Turf, his sort of area to protect, and that was that was like okay, this is my yes. zone. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So yes.
0: Was that was, from was the- he
1: was more he was also considered an alpha dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So just going back to when they were still in in the litter.
1: Yeah.
0: What sort of happened after that?
1: Um, he was brought home by my father, actually, Bobby belonged to my cousin, but my cousin never really took much interest in Bobby and uh actually, Bobby and I struck uh struck up a very good relationship and we practically grew up together
0: mhm very nice
1: yeah, yeah,
0: so do you remember? Sort of much when he was a very young sort of puppy?
1: Uh, I consider him a yellow dog, like what we have in the movie, Old Yellow, the old movie, Old Yellow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Old Yellow was named because he was a yellow dog. Yep. And Bobby was a was a short haired yellow dog. Sweet uh very sweet faced. Um I uh, I had only two photos of him, of a lookalike, but uh, that was because all my photos were thrown away when we moved house. Oh, no. Yeah. And you know, uh, Robert, Bobby came into my life 50 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And I still have fond memories. My my family and I have, still have very fond memories of Bobby. And like I said, he came into my life when when I was five years old, and uh, he was a very uh uh he was a he was very protective of our family.
0: Mm-hmm. So would I be right in saying he was stayed sort of like outside the house? Ah
1: or- uh, well, in those days uh most folks don't have left dogs most folks are mainly hardworking families and they keep dogs mainly for protection and uh, and guardianship Mm -hmm. so bobby is similarly similarly that kind of a dog and he was kept uh on the veranda on a chain most of the time but eventually we my father had to take him into the house because he kept on biting the 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 the, the bullies the, the school kids you know who came and teased him when they were walking across a veranda to go to school so my each time Bobby bit someone my my father had to dole up some compensation money oh. to, to the ones who were bitten mm-hmm. so my father had to take him in yeah
0: so, was that so he a, was
1: a home dog. He was a home dog.
0: Was that from a really young age that he had that sort of behaviour?
1: I think he started having that behaviour after about one years old.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: That's sort of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm I'm guessing that was just, was that only with strangers?
1: Um... Well, I have a story which is uh, not exactly involving a stranger. Can I tell it here? Of course you can. Well, Bobby was about uh, maybe four or five years old then. And our family, we have – my my mother used to play mahjong games with the, with the neighbours, the ladies in the neighbourhood. And there was one particular lady, she likes to – uh, uh have uh, pastimes like making some passive income. She would one day bring bolts of fabric, you know, book, long bolts uh, yep. of fabric. Yes, yep. Yeah, yep. and she will bring them home to play to play mahjong game, and then sell the bolts, the cloth to the neighbors mm-hmm. and after about uh, when the game was over when the sales have been made she uh, uh, decided to leave leave our house and she took with her some bolts of cloth with her those that were not sold when Bobby saw her he grabbed her hand of her pants <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and won't let go <laughs> he won't let go and the lady started screaming for my mother I think Bobby thought those things belong to us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You shouldn't be taking them away from us. So he was, he was hanging on to, to those, to the hem of her pants, until my mother took him away.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah he's Probably thinking. That was yeah. Maybe that was not yeah, a That was
1: not a stranger. She was not a stranger.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting.
1: So other other cases were strangers. Yes, there's another th- case uh, of a of a person who was not a stranger. He was courting my sister, a young man courting my sister. Mm-hmm. And I think I think a uh, Bobby was jealous, or maybe he had, he had some sort of ties, you know, with with uh, the my sister, and. One day, uh, this gentleman started playing with Bobby, and Bobby bit him on the shin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, 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 don't know why. I never knew the reason why he bit him.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe he yeah. thought he wasn't a wasn't a good fit for your sister, and she should be with somebody oh, else.
1: They're no, married for <laughs> sixty years already. They're married sixty years already this year. Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah that was a, not a stranger, but otherwise, most of the kids who who got bitten were were uh taunting schoolboys on their way to school
0: Mhm uh, yeah shouldn't do that
1: yeah
0: um so <laughs> the area did you take Bobby for walks around the area at that time after you were a bit older when he, when he got a bit older or? Well-
1: when he got a bit older, I would uh he would I would take um like a metal leash. Mm-hmm. We we did have those luxurious leather leash at those times. We had a very rudimentary dark leash and it was offered in chain in chain link. So I used to take him for walks until until one evening I saw a cat along the alleyway, <laughs> and I started to uh, tease the cat. I said, "Hush, hush, hush," and Bobby thought it was a trigger, and he started running after the cat. And I was dragged along the leash, and I scraped myself all over. Oh, no. And ever since the time, my dad wouldn't allow me or anyone else to take him on a walk because he was quite strong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Except my father, my father would take him on walks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. Those were the times.
0: And was that sort of like a uh, a common thing to do around that sort of area? Did a lot of other people have similar type dogs like that? More for more for protection for the property.
1: I think I think for us then those days, uh, that was in the nineteen fifties sixties. That's, that's where I, that was my era. And during those times, most folks don't have um, uh, like uh, leash dogs. They don't keep leash dogs. Mm-hmm. They will mainly guard dogs who were territorial. So those days were very different from nowadays where people keep dogs in the canals, canals and they have a a lo- nice fluffy beds to sleep on our dogs were very hardy tough dogs and not, most of them were non-breeds non-breeds and they would uh, either live on the t- on the verandas or they live inside the homes On um, they would sleep on cemented floors and they don't have canals they don't have canals yeah, so they were really very hardy uh, uh, watchdogs. Some of them can be very fierce. Some of them can be very ferocious. Mm-hmm. But body was very sweet to me and very patient. Yeah.
0: Was there, do you remember, much... Um Uh, interaction between, like, neighbouring territorial dogs or did they sort of, like, accept that this is your area, this is my area? Yeah. Or was there much fighting between dogs?
1: There was not fighting between. Uh, The dogs mainly guarded their own territory. Mm -hmm. But every now and then, because our houses are separated just by a road, there was one electronic shop opposite our home, which had a guard dog. And we, our, our family all loathed that dog because <laughs> he was mangy, he was gaunt, he was skeletal, and he was downright ugly. <laughs> and he was very antagonistic, you know, mm-hmm. because he had a mate which was opposite, uh, next to his home, which was diagonally opposite our home. And because of this, Bobby would occasionally come to skirmishes with the gaunt, ugly old dog outside at home.
0: Okay.
1: And, uh, yeah, and that was the only times they fought.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just getting uh, that um, definition of where the boundary should be and which would sometimes vary Mm -hmm. a little bit, I guess, between them.
1: Yes, they overlap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... How was Bobby when he was younger with your family and you sort of like growing up as, as a puppy?
1: Yeah. Uh well when that he came when I was five and when I was about seven uh, when I was eight years old I had an I had a uh, uh, an accident when I uh, I hurt my bone my femur. I hurt my femur, and I had to be uh, bedridden with a cast. I, I'm I'm talking about when Bobby was about uh, um, when Bobby was about uh, maybe uh, four or five years old, mm-hmm. and um, I was bedridden. And I'm going to tell a story of our interaction of the bond of the bond between a young Bobby and myself. And that incident happened when I was bedridden and I in our home in Malaysia when it's rainy, when it's stormy and rainy, cockroaches would be coming out from their homes. And they'll be all over the place. So I'm terrified of cockroaches. Mm. And that night it was stormy and Bobby was outside. And my dad was coming home from the night shift. And at that time, the cockroaches started to fly all over my room. And I was screaming. I was terrified. And then my father came home. He he unlocked the door and started to run in to see what was the matter. And Bobby was also running up, running at the same direction, but far ahead of my father. Mm-hmm. And when they reached when both of them reached the room room started saw the the cockroaches flying all over the place and he he heard my screams and he started to jump on his hind feet to try to take on the cockroaches <laughs> i he he knew what was going on mm. he knew he knew mm. that I was terrified and was trying to take on as many of thepro and as possible there were I think about maybe seven to eight or nine of them and he actually took some of them and he he when well, after taking that he would he was he would be in such disgust he would throw them away and <laughs> then he would jump again and catch more <laughs> and then my father my father quickly went to the to the kitchen to get a spray. Mm-hmm. And he came back to spray at the, on the room, and then the carpet just started to, to leave. And that, that was when I, I stopped screaming. And that was the incident between Bobby and I when he was five years old and when I was about seven to eight. Yeah. It was a memorable experience for me. And that really established a deeper bond between Bobby and myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can always remember that incident.
0: Do you, you remember any other times when he was very protective against with, with you or, or or your family?
1: Um uh, uh, let me tell you about the resourcefulness of Bobby. Yes. Because there are other incidents that I have to recall a bit later. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell about the resourcefulness of this Bobby. Well, I told you, Bobby actually belonged to my cousin, and sometimes my uncle, my eldest uncle, would take you give Bobby a a, a bath. And I think Bobby was very aversive to water. Mm-hmm. so he would. He would still take a bath, and then Uncle would chain him to a fence out behind a home. There was a a, sli- a slight hillock, a slight hillock where the where he was chained to the fence, and then he would leave Bobby there to get dry. And on one day, on one incident, Uncle took him out for a bath, and then left him out in the sun for more than four hours.
0: Oh, okay, yep.
1: That's, that's awful. Yeah. You know, Bobby, Bobby, what you know what Bobby did? He was barking and barking and barking because he was getting dehydrated. And then he started, he dug a hole in the hillock. Mm-hmm. And he hit, he hit in the hole, in the wet hole to get cool.
0: To stay cool, yes.
1: Yes, and he kept on barking for four hours. Until he was hoarse. Hmm. And that was when we heard him. We heard him. And then we brought him back. And and uncle started to throw cold water on him. And he recovered. I mean, that was how resourceful of him. Because I, I heard of a dog who was put out in the cell for two hours. And he passed away. Yeah. And Bobby was resourceful enough to dig a hole. hmm I mean, no one taught him to do that before. It was the first time he did that. Mm. Yeah, he was so smart.
0: Mm-hmm. So how how was he when he was like outside? When you said when the storms and things would, would come, or would, he was always let in inside when that happened?
1: You mean the the cockroach incident?
0: No, no. When the when the rainstorms would come, or would he or, or yeah. would he be inside?
1: Oh, yeah, he'll be inside. Yeah. He'll be inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we will give him a piece of cloth to lay on because the cemented floor can be cold at night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And did he have a like a, a favourite spot inside?
1: Oh, yeah. We we have – our townhouse is pretty long. It's more than 100 feet long. And we have div- the the house is divided into different halls: the front hall, the mid hall, the the and the and the and the back be- and the back room and the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And in the front hall, we have a big marble table where where families would gather to have uh, powwows and family dinners on festive days. And I would other days, I would do my homework on the round marble table. And then Bobby would hang around under the brown table, and he would lounge there. And I would, I would rub my feet on his body <laughs> while while I do my homework. <laughs> and
0: he,
1: he would love that. He would love that. That was his favorite spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's Bobby.
0: Uh, uh, what sort of um, did he have any like favorite games and things that he sort of played? Oh, or?
1: no, no, no. He Uh, When he was younger, we would play tackle war with him using strips of cloth. Uh, We would um, use a tassel to tease him and for him to jump up and down. But other than that, um, most of us have no notions of having toys at the time for our canine companions. Everything was self made and rudimentary, but the dogs would be happy enough just for that. I think it's the attention that we give them that makes them happy
0: I think yeah. so yes, and uh, to a lot yeah. of people listening this this is a different era and yeah,
1: you, very different
0: you' you know couldn't go down to the local pet store and and have a choice oh, no, of a hundred yeah, no, toys because that they just didn't exist there. <laughs>
1: No, no. Sadly, no. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Robert, uh, regarding the biting, the biting habit of Bobby, there's a story behind that after, after the bites. You know what happened? What happened? My father, my father decided to take him to be euthanized. Oh. Yeah. But because we couldn't afford, my father couldn't afford to feed six girls and then to pay off those kids who got bitten. And my mother mother said, oh, please, we, we cannot afford this anymore. So my father reluctantly took him on the car ride. He was placed at the back seat, and father started to take a drive to go to the nearest vet, which was about three hours away. And on the way, Bobby somehow sensed it. He put his paw on Father's shoulders. Mm. He's never done that before. He's never done that before. And Father was so moved, he couldn't go through the euthanasia. He took Bobby home. And we girls, we girls are so jubilated and so happy to see Bobby home. Yeah. So ever since the time, ever since that incident, Bobby never bit anyone after that.
0: Oh wow! What is that? A very emotional roller coaster day that would.
1: Have been. Uh, yeah, for for many, for many, even for oh. Bobby. Yeah, <clears throat> for many of us. Yeah, so he lived to a ripe old age.
0: Okay. Well that's yes, a much happier ending.
1: <laughs> yeah! Yeah, happy endings. Yes. Hey.
0: You mentioned the vet was uh, three hours away. Did Bobby have a have to go to the vet for any other medical reasons? Uh, any-
1: Maybe for only for inoculations. Other than that, nothing. I mean, our dogs are different from the pure breasts, I think because they are hardy. The genetics are di- slightly different. So they and uh, I am um, a little bit. Awkward to tell you that Bobby never ate any dog food.
0: (laughs) No, that's (laughs) – I I will ask you to explain a little bit more about that one. So what did Bobby (laughs) usually eat?
1: (laughs) He would eat our leftovers, Mm -hmm. rice, mainly rice and uh, 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 beef bones, uh, a little bit of – chicken, yeah, a little bit of veggies, yeah, like what we eat. But no no hard bones like chicken bones. We don't give them chicken bones. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, and look, it's not a secret to people that have listened to episodes before. I'm not a, not a fan of kibble, so what he was eating would have been, <laughs> been a whole lot healthier.
1: <laughs> could be. It could be. There's no studies made on that, but uh, I think it could be right. Yeah.
0: Did he have any sort of like weird or peculiar habits?
1: Bobby, let me think, but queer or well, he was very he was very much a regular dog. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has no uh, well, he would be suspicious of neighbors. The ladies who come in to play mahjong, he would be be quite suspicious of them. He would be on the watch out, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't go and bite them like he did <laughs> on the hem of that lady, you know. <laughs> but he would be he would be looking around, you know, mm-hmm. looking. He would be a lurker. Yeah, his quirkiness is being a lurker. Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, another
1: habit. Oh, Robert, I remember a little habit. You know, when we give him the usual leftovers, he would sometimes get disgusted with it. (laughs) I think, yeah, he would use his nose to tilt the bowl and tilt it over and, and everything would be spilled over. And then my mom would be so mad with him having to give him a new bowl of rice, you know. Yeah, he would do that occasionally. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so really he was quite, uh, he, he was not a, really a, a softy, you know. Mm-hmm. He was a very hardy, tough guard job, yeah.
0: You said before your father had to take him in the car to the vet. Did he go in the car often at all to any, any other places?
1: When he was younger, yes. When he was younger, an uncle would take the whole group of uh, the my siblings, would squash into a into human, it's called human car, human. And uh, we would all go to a park about, about 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And then we would, we would run around the park and Bobby would also be there. Yeah, he would like to run around, yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Was there... Any other dogs at that park or that he played?
1: Oh, no, no. It was usually, it was really, usually, it was usually empty of people because, and also there were no such things as dog parks or dog runs or dog spas. We had nothing like that.
0: No, it was just bits of land that were there.
1: Yeah, with a land with a uh, turf, turf with grass, there'll be a swing, there'll be a there'll be a, a, a swing and a what they call it, the thing that you sit on and then I would push the seat and then it would swing around. Ah, a swing, a child swing. Yep. There, yeah. And then there'll be a seesaw. So, uh, yep. Uh, yeah, things like that. Because, you know, Malaysia is a very shrubby place with lots of shrubs, so we don't have much need for like a, a very finished uh, parks. We would sometimes go to a hill to let our dogs run around, places like that. Yeah.
0: And did he like getting out in the in nature and exploring the the different smells and things like that?
1: Mm. I don't remember. Oh, Bobby fine. being a sniffer. I don't remember Bobby being a sniffer. Uh, mm,
0: no, like more of the physical activity of running around in a in yeah, a new place. Physical,
1: yes, physical. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Um. Remember a time when you were like. A, like really proud of something that 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 Bobby had
1: done. Oh yes, that cockroach incident. Cockroach, yeah. Yes, and and when I uh, I really found him a very good companion, and I would always remember the time when I was coming home from school. I was in a convent school for girls, and then I was about. Uh, maybe five or six years then six years old then and I and he was such a good playmate to me. And then our our old townhouse there would be an empty space on the side which was exposed to the sun and the sun came down on that alley on that patch of ground, the longest patch of space, and Bobby would often sunbathe there. Mm-hmm and I would come home at about two o'clock in the afternoon, and then after a brief lunch, I would take my little six-inch wooden ruler, and then I would look for Bobby, and he'll be lying there in the sun, and then I start to play with him. I start to butcher butcher him with my six-inch uh, ruler, and he wouldn't flinch. He would sometimes i get too rough with him and then he'll look up and then he will lie down again he wouldn't be bothered while i carry on butchering him i mean that was such a a, a nice memory of him mm-hmm. I mean no one else could do that to him i i think
0: yeah so i'm just gonna ask you to say butcher butcher him i oh, didn't quite yeah, cut. like
1: cutting slicing slicing him with my uh ruler
0: oh okay so like yeah, a- taking off the like a massage yes. sort of thing with the ruler.
1: Yeah, yeah, your massage,
0: yeah. You know,
1: when you're small, you're not very good with your hand coordination. It could be quite rough at times.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you enjoyed that little bit of a, a rub?
1: Yeah. A scratch? Yeah, enjoyed
0: it, yeah, yeah. Ah, very nice. <laughs> um.
1: Bobby was a very sweet-faced, good-looking dog. I wish I had more photographs of him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did he change much uh, of any other behaviors in the the latter stages of his life when he was with you? Do you remember that?
1: He became less ferocious with people. Mm-hmm. He became milder in temper, and then he would become slower in his movements, and uh, not so physical. And I could, uh, it's a gentle, it's a gentle uh, slow down. Yeah, nothing like uh, getting senile or anything like that. Yeah, okay. yep. he became more affectionate, and uh, and and. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you remember any times when he made you very happy and laughed at something that he did?
1: Let me see. Well, I didn't laugh when my family did. Can I tell you what happened?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you certainly can.
1: Well, Bobby was a little then, and then he came home and had his first meal. I think it was a uh, tin tin sardines, and then I was beside him. I was about, uh, uh I was five then, and then I was watch, watching him eat, and I was curious. And I put my little finger into his mouth, and that was the first time he bit me. Oh. and I. And I was and crying, and I was five, you know, I was crying, you know, and all my sisters who were, were older than me, I was the youngest, you know, and the, my sisters were all laughing at me, you know, So of the little girl poking the finger into the dog's mouth, you know, and that was a time when they were laughing over it. Well, yeah, that was the funniest time, you know. Yeah, one of the funniest times, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Bobby never bit me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing it wasn't 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 a, a serious sort of bite. <laughs>
1: oh no, yeah, that's why they were laughing at me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, when you're a young child, oh, yeah. you have to learn. Yeah,
1: another, another time, another time. Another funny time. Uh Well, I have to say Bobby would uh pee outside the home. Okay. He wouldn't do it inside the home. Yeah. I mean, he's got his he's got this sense in him. Although we never trained him, he would never ever pee inside inside the home. And one on one occasion, uh, father came home in his midnight shift, and Bobby was chained somehow to the to first he was chained out uh, uh, inside the home. Uh, He was inside the home. And then father came home and Bobby was wanting to pee very, very badly. And father came home and very late and Bobby couldn't contain himself and he started to pee for a few long minutes inside the home. Mm. Yeah. And we were... He was so amused by it.
0: <laughs> amused because,
1: by it? you <laughs> uh, were so amused by it. And then mother was all so agitated because she had to wash the place, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And we could see that Bobby had a good sense to try to contain himself, but couldn't. Mm. I mean, that was so, so sweet of him. Yeah. That was one thing we remember as kids. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
0: well, I mean, it's very good control, and if it only happened the, the once, can't, yeah, can't argue only with one that. Time. Yeah, Yeah,
1: hey. Yeah, the only time it did that.
0: hmm Do you remember <laughs> any other times where he sort of um, misbehaved and it was sort of like serious or funny?
1: Oh, that was another time. Well, about his resourcefulness, can I talk about
0: it? You can, yes.
1: His resourcefulness. Yeah. Because ever since the the ever since the dehydration being taken out for four hours and then pouring of water or cold water over his body by my uncle, he started to, to develop a, a sort of a crack on his backbone of the skin. And then that skin with a little crack piece of crack on the skin surface started to uh, started to fester a bit, so it looked like mangy. Is it called, pronounced manch or mangy?
0: Yeah, oh, ma- mange. Yeah,
1: mange? Mange, mange. It started to look like mange. <clears throat> and at that time, the police were taking out stray dogs by shooting them. Mm. Dogs would check mange. So Bobby was spotted one day on the in the on the roads and the police were coming to the the police spotted him and they were taking the guns to shoot at him. And Bobby had the bangs and started to run home. Because, uh, you know, I, rem- I talked about the house being a long house, a kitchen at the back. Yep, yep. And the kitchen was facing that road. And Bobby came running as fast as he could and started to, to hit his body against the, the back wooden door of the kitchen. He started to hit his body. And then it was bang, bang, bang. And then my auntie started to wonder what's going on. And she started to, she opened the back door and Bobby came running into the house to try to escape those uh, police with guns. The police came forward and started to investigate about the dog which had managed. And then my auntie got his license and told the police that this is a domesticated pet and not a stray dog with Bench. and then the police then retreated and decided not to call, not to call Bobby. Mm. And that was a time that showed the resourcefulness of Bobby, who knew how to attract the right attention <laughs> to be safe. Yeah, to be safe. He never did that banging again, you know, mm-hmm. Robert. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only one time he banged his body hard against a wooden door. Yeah.
0: Oops, saved it for when it was it really, needed.
1: Yeah, save his own skin, and really, literally saved his own skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so savvy, don't you think so? And so street smart. Mm. Mm.
0: Can you recall any other sort of interesting stories about Bobby? Maybe not necessarily like that, but
1: mm well uh, well he was he hates cats
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> oh yeah he he he's a killer of cats
0: Is a ki- oh a killer of cats <laughs>
1: yeah <clears throat> we we have we have a drain on the side of the of the, the home that leads to the outside and stray cats will come in through the drains to eat at uh to eat at uh, the food you know a place uh uh in sometimes you know uh, Bobby's food and Bobby would uh try to snatch at them yeah so uh, I guess it's the, the the nature of dogs, you know, that yes. they're, they're natural enemies.
0: And yeah. he's defending his property.
1: Oh yes, 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 it's very territorial, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, I know you said Bobby lived to a, a ripe old age. Yeah, Roughly how old Bobby did end up living to?
1: I was in the university when he passed away. When I came home for the vacation, he was gone. And my daddy, my father told me that he's left. yeah, yeah, mm.
0: and it was always in the in the one house.
1: I think he he died mercifully, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: Certainly sounds like a like a character.
1: Oh yeah. I've never heard stories of like that from any other dogs. <clears throat> my sisters still have very fond memories of Bobby. Mm-hmm. And especially my brother in law who got bitten. <laughs> he still has he still has a scar on the shin and he would show off his scar to us when we were talking about Bobby he still does this you know he still does this now, yeah,
0: yep. it has been a very interesting conversation going oh, back
1: yeah love loved it, yeah,
0: going back a little a little bit to a a different different place in the world, shall we say
1: very different, won't you say so, yeah Oceans and decades away.
0: <laughs> how do you think, just as a, a, a question, how, how do you think he would be w- would cope in a modern world like now?
1: Again, please, the question, Robert.
0: If, if Bobby was around now, ha- how now, do you yeah. think he would sort of like be? Would he enjoy it or... How do you think, would-
1: I think? I think I would get Billy Groom to train him. <laughs> Otherwise, he's beyond, he's beyond change. Bobby will be beyond change. <laughs> yeah. B- Billy will be a last hope for him. Yeah. He could be trainable. He's an intelligent dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, so, if like we said, there's, uh, we've, human beings we asked we asked dogs to do different things years ago compared yeah. to what we asked them to do now. Mondays. Yeah. 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 So again, anything else coming to mind that you would like to add before we go? I
1: would let I would like to add my website.
0: Yes. If certainly. you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I know you do a few Dog related things, do you want to let people know what they are?
1: yes, i I'm a pet portrait artist, and Bobby is pivotal to my choice of this profession. I have been through a lot of other professions related to design and art i I was an architectural graduate of the university in Singapore, I have a bachelor of architecture degree and I have run through the gamut of fashion design illustration, which I loved. And now I'm into pet portraits. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, again, it's, it was Bobby who let me full circle into taking on this profession. And I can say, in the middle of it, after I reached my uh, secondary education in 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 back in Malaysia, I wanted to become a vet surgeon, like like a James Harriet, the author of all things uh, all creatures, great and small. Mm-hmm. But uh, my hopes were dashed because I was slaughtered into the art stream. And according to the education in Malaysia then, uh, only science stream students can take on medical studies. Okay. So so my hopes were dashed. And then somehow I wound up taking architecture in Singapore and then practiced in New York City and Hong Kong as, a, as an assistant architect. And when I immigrated to the States... With my honky husband. We spent nine years in New York City and I went back to school to study fashion, to study illustration. And I changed entirely from an architectural career professional to taking up fashion illustration. And I did fashion illustration for 20 years. But finally, I came back full circle, and I changed again at the age of 67 to pet illustration. I'm 71 years old this year. Wow. Except 12
0: <laughs>
1: but still zapping at it.
0: Absolutely. Just- Therefore,
1: there's no excuse for anyone who is listening to throw away the towel, you know, never give up on your dreams. And my dreams for Bobby are made manifest through this profession of pet portraits.
0: Uh, Just goes to to show just another example of of the influence that a a dog has had and the change in in career and and pathways that someone's taken, even though – there might be a little bit of a, a time period between that, as you've just shown. True,
1: true. Yes. So if it's been like, like a meandering navigation, you know, <laughs> and sometimes people always come full circle if they allow it.
0: So where should people find you if they want to have a look at some of your artwork and or contact you?
1: Okay, I have a website. It's called Pat dot com. Let me spell it. It's P for Peter, E for England, T for Thailand, and it's P-E-T-P-R-I-S-S-Y dot com.
0: I'll put a link to that in the in the show notes.
1: Thank you, Robert. It's been so nice talking to you, Rob.
0: Likewise, Priscilla. It's been a very enjoyable conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. Thank you to our new listeners in Tacoma in the US and also in Des Moines in the US. Uh, I'm hoping that they found out about the show because one of our listeners told them how awesome the stories are about how awesome dogs are. If you could spread the word, it would be appreciated. You might also like to share, like, subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this on. Until next week, stay safe and remember, your dog is family.